you know, welcome to Grow Ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Our first episode. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. So um, I'll start, I guess. I am Nicole and uh, I am, well, I'm from Wisconsin, so it is gray and sad here right now. <laughs> and I'm Stephanie and I live in the Chicagoland area. And yeah, same thing. Just, it's just not a nice time of year or in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, we have to create our own sunshine, right? Yep. So um, our first episode is going to be a fun one about um, energy and the law of attraction and astrology. Yep. So I'm I'm pretty excited about each of these topics because they're all different, but somehow kind of tie in in some way. Exactly. So and I think we both bring a different angle and kind of point of view on stuff. So I think this will be great. Yeah, I'm excited. So why don't you start? Okay. Um, with um, the topic of energy, um, with all that and just different things I've seen, learned, uh, gone through, I, I didn't really know too much about energy and that, you know, how it affects us up until a few years ago and, um, and how, you know, negative thoughts can impact you and, in the same way, positive thoughts can affect you. And that's an interesting uh, encounter we had one time at um, Subway, actually, of all places. And it's really weird. Like, I can just feel things without, like, I don't know how to explain that and put it into words. I just, I can feel, like, people's energy. And, like, it almost feels like when it's negative, it's like, whoa, like, you kind of feel like, I don't know, your chest might start to get, you know, feel tight and you feel like ooh, like uneasy and I kind of had that feeling walking in and then this guy was there with his kids and um they were ordering their sandwiches and stuff and he had left change there and he already kind of had an attitude and stuff with the person working there but I just thought okay maybe it's just you know bad day or something and he left his change there and so I was like oh like I don't want him you know to forget it or anything so I grabbed it because we were the next people in line and I was like hey here's your change and he was just he kind of just gave me this attitude and just you know he's like no leave it on the counter I don't care like yeah in that moment I was just like there's a reason like I felt that way yeah exactly well and I I think that has a lot to do with um how we read intuition, like how our intuition works. Some people have really bad intuition and that's because they can't read the energy of other people. Um, And then sometimes our intuition is super elevated and heightened. We can read it before people even show us the signs. So if you know something's off, um, speaking from experience, like being in past relationships, it's like, you know, there's something up and they've never done anything, you know, yet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like as time goes on, like those true colors start to show and you're like, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> you know, and then you're like, shoot, I wish I would have just trusted my gut to begin with, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I think that plays a huge role. Like some people just aren't good at paying attention to those signs that are out there Um, or we write them off like oh that's nothing you know right 
And that's the most frustrating part too, is like, you know, not knowing, I guess, about energy and how it affects us. And, you know, in certain things, just even um, like thought processes, things you don't say out loud and people don't realize what a big impact that has on you too. Exactly. So um, uh, one of my normal podcast that I listen to is this lady, Brooke Castillo, and she always talks about how like your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions, your actions are what, you know, drive your results. And that is all about energy and what you're putting, because if you are putting negative energy out into the world, that's what you're going to get back. So that's, what's going to create your thought process. And if you're all of a sudden thinking all these negative thoughts, I can't do this. I'm afraid to do that. What I'm not good enough, whatever your thought process is, everything down the line from that is going to be affected. So you're, you're going to feel anxiety. You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel unmotivated. You're going to feel all these things. Well, of course, if you feel like that, you're not going to actually do anything that is going to elevate your life. You know, right. and then you're gonna be like, my results suck. My life sucks, <laughs> you know? So you really have to take a step back. And if you're looking at your life, like, I don't like where things are at. I don't like my job. I don't like where I live. I don't like whatever you need to totally backtrack and think about where that's coming from initially. And a lot of people really think that, oh, well, I'm saying I want a good job and money and a family or whatever, but it's not just about saying it. It's about really, let's use money for an example. Like if you're putting the intention out into the universe, like I want to make a lot of money this year, like I'm going to change that. But deep down you feel like the money is the root of all evil. That's really the, like the intention that you're putting out there. It doesn't matter what's coming out of your mouth. It's like what you're feeling in your core that, the world is reading and that's the energy vibe that you're really going to give off. And so if you deep down think that way, you're never going to attract that abundance in that field. Like, so you really have to do deep soul searching in order to be able to manifest what you really want. You have to like be true and specific. And if you have those negative things, you have to find a way to unlock that before you can move forward. Right. And that's the thing that's so frustrating is that, you know, people will, will say, like you said, like, I want these things, you know, a job, house, a certain car, a partner that's like this or like that. And it's, it's, it's more or less to like, you have to become the things that you want, so to speak. So like, if you're always negative, like you said, and like, you know, saying these negative things, doing these negative things, then like, I mean, you can't expect anything other than, you know, a negative uh, outcome. And so if you're always, you know, planning to be the person that says hi or pays it forward or things like that, those things come back to you. Exactly. Um, so like with relationships, a lot of people have this mental vision, right. Of what they want in a partner. And if you're not putting that in, and you're always negative, even if your partner is the person that you want, you're not going to see it. You're only going to relate to the negative things because if that's what you're putting out there and that's where your mindset is, that's all you're going to pay attention to. It's kind of like, have you ever got a, a car, for example, 
whatever. So like, say it's new to you. It doesn't have to be like a new car, but right. say it's Kia, whatever. All of a sudden you're like, oh, everyone has this, like, yeah. noticing it. Like everyone drives that. <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing. Like if you are only paying attention to the negative things, you're, that's all you're going to notice in your partner. Like he might have, or she or whatever might have one bad moment in a whole entire day where maybe they're snippy with you or whatever, but that's the one thing you're going to latch onto. You're not going to see like all these other fantastic things that they've done to you just because you're so drawn to that negative vibe. It's going to just completely, you know, go right over you. You're not even going to notice it. And so that's what you have to start really being aware of if you want that change to happen. So let me ask you, uh, what do you think of people like celebrities who follow law of attraction? Mm, That's a good question. So I will be very honest. I don't follow a lot of celebrity anything. Um, Sadly, I find a lot of mm, that environment phony. So I, I try not to invest too much of my time in that, but I would probably say like more of the people who do tend to follow that. Uh, Susan Sarandon might be a good example. Um, she's probably someone who follows that. Uh, Goldie Hawn, she's a great example. I think she definitely follows the whole law of attraction thing. And her and Kurt Russell have been together forever. have never been married. You know, they have this fantastic relationship. She's a very positive forward thinker. Um, I think the people who actually can, can connect in that whole lifestyle and not just about materialistic things and um, that that part of celebrity and Hollywood and whatever, I truly think that they find real happiness. Cause I don't think all that other stuff is happiness at all. Like I don't equate happiness with any of those materialistic things at all. I don't care. You can live in the nicest house and drive the nicest cars and have the most money in the whole entire world and be the most miserable person. So, um, I think Goldie Hawn would actually be a really good example of somebody who probably believes in that whole law of attraction and follows that. And she's always putting good into the world. And I think she's definitely gotten that back. Yeah. Two of um, some of the famous ones I've heard of were Jim Carrey and Denzel Washington. And uh, Jim Carrey kind of said the same thing that you did with you know, you can't just say, hey, I want this and then, um, you know, go make a sandwich and it's going to happen tomorrow. Like, you know, you have to actually put in the work in <laughs> and, uh, you know, like keep thinking that way and keep, you know, if it's like uh, work wise or it's, you know, certain other things, it's putting in like the actual hard work and doing it, you know, like you're not going to have or even abs by like, you know, the end of the year, if you're just sitting there, like I did one crunch today and, you know, fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's the other thing. Like, I think people assume that, well, I'm putting those intentions out into the universe. It should just come to me and there's no work involved. And that is not true at all. Like, um, there, there's a lot of work, but I think when you're waking up and 
if your first 15 minutes of the day are, are spent focusing on putting those good vibes out there and maybe you meditate, maybe, you know, you just wake up and say some affirmations to yourself. Maybe you wake up and read the Bible, whatever Bible, whatever you do in the morning to get your day going. If you're just rolling over and looking at your phone, you're probably not like it. Cause then you're just basing your whole day, entire day off of other people. Right. So I think if you focus on you and what you're going to do and how you're going to get into that right mind frame that, and I, Jim Carrey came from nothing. Like he literally had nothing. And, um, you know, he put in the hard work and he didn't let anything like beat him down and he's amazing. Um, so yeah, you definitely have to put in that work, not just assume that, Oh, I said it. So now it's going to come. <laughs> so. Are you, um, speaking with, uh, or speaking of, I should say, uh, law of attraction. Are you familiar with, um, Rhonda Burns? No, she's actually the one that, I mean, it's been around for, you know, years upon years, but like she was the one that kind of brought it to surface with her book, The Secret. And oh, it you know what? Actually, like, I read parts of that book, I guess. Yeah. Just, yeah. So she kind of was the one that like finally put it out there in a book like, hey, this is what this means. And it's really interesting because like, you know, people, you wouldn't think that, you know, this book would be so profound and that you'd get so much from it. And people, you know, who aren't aware of like what it, law of attraction is or any kind of energy or anything, you know, might look at that and be like, well, this is just a book of, you know, like quotes or wisdom or, you know, but if you really, you know, read into it and follow it, like, I, I do believe that, you know, you'll see results. Yeah, I agree too. Um, I think an important thing is, is that in order to be able to like move forward and see results and things like you have to be grateful for what you currently have. Um, there's a lot of people who are, you know, so involved in keeping up with the Joneses and whatever, um, where they're comparing themselves constantly to their friends or celebrities or whoever, um, that they're missing out on what they truly have on their plate right now. And if you can just pause and make a grateful checklist, you know, like, yes, I am grateful for my kids or my partner or my job or, you know, whatever it is, even if you're wanting something more like a different position at your job or a different job altogether, you should still be thankful that you do have one or whatever um, at that moment. And so once you can be grateful for what you do have, I think that is more powerful in pushing yourself forward in actually starting to see those results. Cause I think if you're blind to that, you're not even gonna notice whether you're making any progress or not along the way. Right. And then, um, what was I going to say? Um, you said something and it made me think of uh, something I was going to tell you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate when that happens to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, with going back into gratitude, that's what I was going to touch on. Um, I find that 
especially during like the hardest times where you're just like, how am I going to make it through this? Or, wow, I'm feeling a lot of sadness or anger or whatever towards this, or I'm struggling. Um, in those moments is like when I use gratitude the most. And sometimes it's it, the way you react when you're saying it and everything, just you, you, you might just start crying, you know, just because it's just like, wow, even though this is really just not ideal, or this is not what I want for right now, you know, I'm appreciative that I'm here and that I'm not worse off, or, you know, this is happening. And it kind of just gives you perspective and like, hey, like, I don't have it the worst. And, you know, things will get better. Yes, I agree with that 100%. So I don't know. If I had to guess, I would say you're probably an empath too. And so it's really difficult being an empath and, you know, you're talking about energy and the energy that you're putting out there is what you're going to attract, right? Well, sometimes you're taking on energies that aren't even your own when you're an empath. And so you have to be really careful about like making sure you can shed whatever it is that you take on. So like if you're in a great mood and then you go somewhere and all of a sudden, like for no reason, you're feeling heavy or sad or whatever, um, it's really, really, really important to take a couple of minutes. And even if it's just some breathing exercises, anything like that, and just be able to like, you know, be like, whatever this is, it's not mine and let it go. Um, because you don't want that to disrupt what you personally are putting out there because that it's really easy to confuse the two like um my family makes fun of me a ton like i am like if we're watching anything they will stare at me because they know i'm gonna cry like <laughs> um one of my favorite movies is uh stepmom with julia roberts and susan saranda oh that's such a good movie it's such a good movie and it makes me cry every single, and I'm like, I'm not talking about like a tear. I like ugly cry every time. I know what's going to happen, but I ugly, ugly cry every time. But it's because I can like, as a mom, I can feel that in my core, like how hard it would be to be like, yes, take my babies and love them, you know? Right. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I don't know. So even in those moments, I'm like, it's a movie, but you still need to take like a few minutes and just be like, okay, <laughs> like go away now. I enjoyed you, but now I don't want that hanging around because you don't want that to disrupt your flow of actual energy that you're putting out there too. So I do want to ask because like, of course I love um, astrology in like a fun sense and you know like I'll look at my horoscope and things like that and the um, quiz thing that you sent me for um uh, oh the birth chart yes the birth chart like like reading it the whole entire I was like oh my goodness like to the point where I was like all right I have to put in Chad's information so I'm like what time were you born you know because like you read it and of course you're sitting there and you're like Okay, well, of course, I think I could probably relate to so many different characteristics, you know, on so many different charts. But then I like read his and I was like, no, that's like really him and not really me, you know? So, um, but outside of that, I've, I think it's very cool, but I've never really followed it a lot. So maybe you can touch on um, even how some of that plays a role in. Uh, how it affects maybe energies or, you know, intentions that we're putting out there or 
anything along those lines. Okay. Um, so for me, anyway, I'm an Aries, um, but I have my rising in Capricorn and my moon in Leo. So what your moon sign is, from what I understand, is like your unconscious, like what you do in your unconscious, like state, just, you know, how what you think about different things like that. But your rising sign um, is who you are, like in, not in front of people, but just it more so like, I guess other people can see that side of you. Okay. And then, you know, your main sign is your uh, sun sign. So for Aries, that's like, it kind of plays into everything. because that's my main sign. But it's really interesting because, you know, I, I my moon sign's a, a fire sign, my sun sign's a fire sign, but then, you know, my rising is uh, an earth sign. So it's like, so, you know, weird to me. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, so I've just been trying to read a little bit more about it because, uh, like I said, I just find it interesting and I've never really dug that deep into it before. So um, I even got Chad talking about it earlier today. <laughs> so, Because sometimes you'll, like you said, like, okay, like, you know, with my sign in Aries, they're known to be like, you know, impatient or fast paced this or you know sometimes like angry with people or like stuff like that and people are like well I don't see you that way and, and I don't know it's just I think it just depends on those two other signs too and just you know where you're at in that and like some people might have you know some of these major traits and some of these might you know totally be off you know exactly um and I think it's interesting too um like one of the conversations uh, that Chad and I have had or whatever is that um so many people are and granted he sees my nice side too but he's like so many people only see that side of you you know and even in confrontation and conflict and whatever he was like you just handle it very very differently with outside people and he's like but with me you're very raw and honest and you know whatever and I was like there's just a level of you know comfort and just knowing like like I know he's gonna love me no matter what side of me that he sees and when I was reading my birth chart or whatever like it was just so on point with how like I'm an emotional, like caring, whatever, but yet like, depending on the situation, like I can flip and all of a sudden it's like fiery and like, we'll watch out. <laughs> and that's very, very true. But very few people see that side of me because, um, you know, it, part of my personality is that I'm very, very guarded. And so I don't let a lot of people in on like the whole, I mean, it takes a lot for you to get into that part of my life where like you get the whole me. And he's like, so he was joking and he's like, I don't want the whole you. I want that, like that nice little bubble. <laughs> you know? And I was like, sorry, like, you know, it, like once those walls come down, like, I don't, I don't know, like there's no building them back up. Like, <laughs> you know, you're just in there now. <laughs> so, but, um, I definitely think that when I was reading mine, I was just like, that is unbelievable. Like, like I said, to the point where I had to do his too, because I was just like, this is too weird. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. 
Yeah, it is. It's just, you don't think like you have these certain traits or, you know, maybe you think like, okay, maybe. And like, you, you look deeper into it and you're like, wow, I do do that or, you know, just crazy things. And it's interesting to see even in myself, like the rising sign, you know, and that's because Aries are, you know, known to be the starters of things and different, um, you know, being fast and getting things done, but not always in a logical way or just, you know, because they want to do it like, Hey, let's do it now and spontaneity. But like my brain with having, you know, that rising sun in or rising sun, rising sign in uh, Capricorn is the logical, like, you know, realistic part of me. And it's just really weird because I have all these different traits and they don't seem to go together, but that's, you know, who I am. Yeah. Well, and that kind of goes with, like energies also in a sense where if you have all these different, you know, energies, like think of your chakras, if they're, if you have all this energy in different spots, but they're not synced, you're just going to feel off all the time. So you have to make sure that you can get them aligned and balanced in a sense, which is just kind of like how personalities are. Um, so um, I am definitely a person that takes on a bunch of different projects um, and I love being busy and I love doing so I always have to like be very diligent to schedule like specific time to like at this time I'm going to do this and at this time I'm going to do that because if I just like let it be I'll be like yeah get to it you know and I can't I can't I can't function that way. Cause then I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like I didn't, I was doing something leisurely and I didn't do this, this, or this. And then all of a sudden that's like, I have all of this to do. And so, um, you know, I think that's the same with our, you know, energies or whatever, like you just got to line it all up and make sure that they're working together. Cause otherwise it can be, you know, like if you're feeling off in any way, you know, um, say, say you're just feeling low in general, but say you don't follow energies um, or know a lot about it, like um, even just talking about it, a lot of people, maybe they don't even believe that everything is energy and everything has a vibration rate and, you know, whatever. But if you just simplify it even, and just know like if I'm feeling down, that it could be so that would be low energy and that could be from all sorts of things. I mean, it could be from physical illness that you might not even know about. It could be, you know, taking on other people's emotions. It could be it, it really from anything. And so you have to work on finding ways where you can figure out how to like boost your levels up yourself. Um, I think a lot of people rely on other people to, you know, like um, for example, if you are just a typically low energy, low vibe sort of person, um, you might always be seeking that rise from outside like satisfaction. So roller coasters, a partner, um, you know, things like that, just because you like that, you know, higher vibe feeling, but you don't know how to do it yourself. And I think if you don't know how to do it yourself, you're always going to be seeking something and it's not something you can collect and gather. You truly have to create it from within. Um, and if you 
if you just take five minutes and truly think about who you are and where you get your energy from and how you feel on a day-to-day basis and what your thoughts are, like make a list. Like when, whenever anything happens, how do you respond to it? Do you respond instantly with a negative thought or is it like, oh no, I think we could do that. You know, maybe we need to do it this way or, you know, if you can truly pay attention to how you're responding or where you're seeking these things from, I think that would help so many people in getting to where they want to be instead of, you know, just, just going through the motions, I guess, to say. Um, and so I think you just have to be way more aware of everything from thoughts to what you're doing to like fill your own bucket, so to say. Um, yeah, because if you're truly seeking it from outside sources, it's just your bucket's never going to get full. And that's the thing with me too, like in terms of um, like when I'm angry, especially, or I'm just, you know, going through some stressed out, like even if it's like somebody I love dearly and like I've, you know, never had any issue with or anything like, and they text me or call me or something like I just in that moment, I just can't, I don't want that negative or, you know, not good feeling to bleed into whatever they want to talk about or, you know, our interaction. So, you know, it might even be a few minutes or that same day. And I just be like, Hey, like, Hey, I just need five minutes or something. Like, I just don't want to talk to you in this way while I'm feeling this way. So I try to just, you know, have my little cool down before we do anything. (laughs) Exactly. I totally can connect with that. I mean, especially when you know that they're, they're needing something. Um, If you're not like, it's like, if you're so drawn from even yourself in that moment, like, you know, well, I don't have anything else to give, like, right. You know, so it's like, you have to take a second and kind of rebalance yourself and it, you know, do a couple of exercises just to kind of get back into your normal frame of mind before you can physically help someone else. Even if it's just talking through something, if you're not fully there, it's hard to be helpful. Um, And another thing, like in those situations, if they're seeking advice, and if you're feeling all kinds of whatever, the advice that you give is probably going to be way more geared towards yourself than their actual situations. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I I think that like, you know, paying attention to our own emotions towards different things, like, you know, good or bad. And, you know, even uh, with your body and stuff, like foods you eat, and like that can play a role in different things. And so, you know, paying attention to those things, like, oh, okay, like my stomach seems to hurt when I eat this, or, you know, I feel sad when I'm around this person or, you know, and when you start to put those things together, you're like, oh, okay. Like, and you start to figure out even faster. Okay. It was this person or, okay. It was this specific food. And it's just really interesting. Right. And when you can take ownership in that way, um, you can at least be in control of, you know, what you're putting into yourself or where you're spending your time, or, you know, maybe if it's, maybe if it's a family member, you don't want to, you know, I think it's easy to say that people come into your life for different reasons and then it might just be a season and then they're gone. Well, sometimes it's a family member and that's not so easy to just like 
you know, <laughs> and cut ties with, even if they are negative all the time or whatever, but at least you can control what that relationship looks like. As long as you're aware of, you know, the energies that they're giving off that affect you, you know, you can be like, well, we can do these things, but I can't be around you when we're doing this. Cause that's, you know, like, like it's one thing to say, go to dinner with someone. It might be another thing to go on vacation, <laughs> you know? So when you can own that and like I said, be aware of your processes, your emotions, your thoughts, you know, ex- how you truly are feeling in the moment. Um, I really think technology plays a role in that. We get so lost in like avoidance with technology that it's really easy to not pay attention to how we're feeling or thinking or whatever. Like you just get lost in the phone or whatever. And I think if we just take more time on who we are and what we're doing, um, first of all, I think the world could be a better place if we're all focused on what we're putting out there. Like, you know, if you're putting good into the world, it's going to be a lot better place, but (laughs) you know, um, so I just think we just need to start focusing more rather than escaping. We can change how we're doing it. But going into change, I do think that like what you had said with accountability and I don't know why, just like in the last few months and in different things, I've just noticed whether it was in the workplace or people I knew personally and just, you know, people not wanting to take accountability for things and then, you know, blaming, pointing the fingers, blaming everyone. And then they're wondering why, you know, their life is not better. And it's like, until you can, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and go, yeah, I messed up or yeah, I did do that. Like, you can't move forward because you're always playing the victim. You're always thinking, you know, like I had no part in this. I was just, you know, I was just there and it happened to me or, um, you know, just things like that. It just, it irritates me because it's like, even for things that, you know, to other people don't seem big. Like I'm, you know, even when I was little, I can remember, you know, when I, the first thing I shoplifted at whatever age and like, you know, even looking back, I'm like, that was dumb. You know, I shouldn't have done that, whatever. Like even, even then I was accountable for, you know, what I did. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think, I think one, that's probably on how you're raised. So I only shoplifted one time in my whole entire life. I was probably about four or five and I took a pack of like hubba bubba bubble gum or whatever it was called. (laughs) It was the watermelon where it's green on the outside and pink in the middle. Only thing I've ever stolen my whole entire life. And when we got home, my mom was like, where did you get that? And I'm like the grocery store. And I mean, she dragged me all the way back to our local grocery store by my ear and (laughs) I had to tell the person myself, like, I took this, I'm sorry, you know, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me. But in the moment, you know, you're like, oh my goodness, I don't want to tell them. And she's like, I'm not telling them you are going to tell them, you know, that you took it. And like, I mean, my goodness, I'm 40. And that still is like ingrained in my brain. I would never take anything that does not belong to me. Like, I don't care if I find it in a parking lot is going to like here, like, <laughs> you know, it could possibly be mine. And I'm going to be like, uh, I don't think this is mine. <laughs> you know, like, Cause I, 
I mean, that stuck with me, but I agree. I think that accountability has gone to the wayside and, you know, to keep it connected with, you know, energy and law of attraction, if you can't be accountable for your own anything in life, I mean, you're not going to be able to attract anything good. Um, you know, a funny story that kind of lines up with that is Chad and I were at one of his doctor's appointments. We were waiting um, in the waiting room. This was a long time ago. And there were two women sitting like, you know, close enough so that you could hear their conversation without trying to eavesdrop. And the, it was the start of the school year. And the one mom says to the other lady, she's like, it's happening already. She's like, Susie's not getting invited to any parties or birthday parties or anything. And she's like going on and on. She's like, it happens every year, you know? And then she starts talking about like different scenarios, like so-and-so went for a bike ride and they didn't take her with. And, um, these kids had a birthday party and she wasn't invited. And then, um, you know, like, I don't know, I think there was maybe a movie or something that she mentioned. And I just looked at Chad and I was like, okay, if every single year this is happening, like, why can't she talk to Susie and be like, Hey, you need to think about how you're like exposing yourself to people because whatever the vibe is that they're getting, it's not a good one. Cause now they're reciprocating with, you know, like sometimes it is you, sometimes you are the problem. And rather than, you know, be mean or whatever that it's like people just want to avoid people who are negative all the time or I mean even as an adult it's like my goodness I see people whose posts on social media are negative all the time I don't that's not me and if your posts like every single day for two weeks are poor me this happened to me my life sucks I meet you like I don't I don't need that negative junk in my life like you know that just interrupts like what I'm trying to think and feel and whatever and I I don't want to be exposed to that all the time that's not what I want to attract into my life so um yeah I just think that people need to stop and think like you know let me do a self-evaluation what am I doing who am I like what am I creating what am I not doing that is making my life this way? What am, I don't know, but I don't know where you start with teaching. Okay, well, I guess accountability starts in the home as young kids. And until we can change that, I think it's gonna be, you know, a little bit difficult, but hopefully we'll reach people through this, like even at young ages so that they can like, start focusing on the fact that you're going to get to a certain age and you know it's all going to be on you like you can't always you know blame it on someone else so you need to start taking that accountability now and start attracting what you truly want in life so it's worth the effort I think (laughs) even in the energy and um law of attraction and stuff like accountability is huge and like diving 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 deep into uh like the you know gucky gross parts of yourself that you don't even like and like you know having to face that go okay like what are we going to do to change it to change the energy we're getting and you know putting out there 
And I think that's a huge step. And I know it's, you know, not easy. It's not fun, but like that's, you know, doing the hard things now is what's going to help set you up for success in the future. Yeah, I agree. And I think having people in your support team that are willing to be honest with you, like not everything is you're great, you know? And when someone can feel comfortable to be like, look, you know, when you do this, it makes people feel this way or it, whatever it might be. Um, that constructive criticism is important for us to be able to like self-evaluate and make changes. Cause sometimes we don't see, or sometimes we don't hear the tone of our voice, or sometimes we don't, you know, recognize the patterns that we seem to fall into or, you know, whatever it might be. And when someone outside of you can be like, Hey, you know, I just notice, you know, you keep saying you want to lose weight, but you don't exercise regularly or whatever. That's not them trying to be mean. That's just them being like, you know, I just noticed this pattern that you're in. You're not going to do, you're not going to get to where you want to go unless you break that pattern. And I, it's okay to hear those things. It's good to hear those things. Um, so I think we definitely need people on our team that are willing to step outside of that, like, hey, good job box. And, you know, really take on the true friend role where you can be honest and raw. And that also helps us shift, you know, our energies and our focus and whatever so that we can move forward because we're never gonna get to these results if we keep doing exactly what we're doing right now. Right. And I just, it's just amazing though, like, like you said, like people getting, you know, not wanting to be confrontational or say certain things that might be helpful to people or criticism, you know, and I think I've noticed that a lot in the last few years. And, you know, I think that goes hand in hand with people not wanting to offend people in one hand, but then, you know, it, it could go either way. Like they could still go through it or, you know, maybe it, it, it's like messing them up enough to where they're like, well, I don't want to be a part of this group that's, you know, offending people. So I just won't say anything and hope it goes away. And it won't because the person, you know, might not be aware that they're doing it. You you don't want to bring it up, but then there's no resolution. Right. Yeah. Um, plus, I think, too, with that is that if we can, if we can learn to have these conversations in a manner where we're being direct, but not letting it build to a point where all of a sudden it's coming out hurtful, you know? I mean, cause the communication needs to be there. And if you're talking about it all the time, rather than like letting it fester and letting it fester and letting it, and then all of a sudden you're just like, you are blah, blah, blah. I think if we can learn to have, you know, this conversation from the beginning, it can come out in a way where it doesn't sound so brutal, you know? And then you can be like, oh yeah, you know, now that you say that, I can, you know, see that I do that or whatever. And then I think that also helps, I guess in a way toughen us up so that we're not always feeling offended when somebody says something, cause you know, that, 
I think when we're not confident in ourselves is when we feel offended all the time, you know, like yeah. and confidence comes from our internal energies and being aligned and grounded and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And I mean, it's like this vicious circle where it's like, you need to work on these things so that you can get to a point where you don't feel offended by comments. But, you know, in order to be able to do that, you need a team who's willing to be like, you need to work on this. <laughs> And I think that's the scary part about not having confidence or not or being in that dark place is that you're so easily influenced as well, like by other things. So like, I mean, like if you're feeling low enough, like, you know, you might make this terrible decision or decide to start, you know, using a substance to help you or trying to seek validation in, you know, ways that are not healthy. And I think that getting to that point of, okay, this is where I'm at, but this is what I have to do to be where I'm at or I want, where I want to be, I should say. Right. And yeah. I just think it's putting in that work and having to look at yourself and go, okay, I don't want this for my life. I want, you know, this part and, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can to get there. Exactly. And, and that is very true with, you know, what I was saying earlier, where if you can't learn to fill up that bucket yourself, you are going to seek it in ways that that could be detrimental to you. Um, and so it's truly good to learn about, you know, um, how I get with all the kids that we have. So um, obviously anyone who's listening that knows me, knows that we have five boys, but um, you know, they're 13 through 23, but you know, I've seen a pattern among these kids that I never saw among like my peers when I was younger is this, it's a very low vibe, you know, poor me kind of mentality. Um, there's a lot of darkness and sadness. And um, I, I think we really need to reach these kids and be like, you know what, you, you truly can make yourself happy. Like, I don't know if it's an unknown. I don't know if it's a fear to try. Um, you know, maybe it's a fear of failing if they try. I, I'm not sure, but it's definitely something that I've seen a lot of, you know, among this age group where it's like, like, I guess just connecting with the good things, like celebrating the little wins, the, it, it's not all or nothing. Like you truly can, divide everything you do up into baby steps. And if you, you know, you don't need the world to celebrate your baby step, but you need to celebrate your baby step. And if you reach that, like, yes, be like, you know, I did it on to the next step. And, you know, that is how you learn to like self-soothe and, you know, um, find your own value. Cause if you constantly are trying to, I guess, find your own value based off of what other people think, you're never going to feel like you have value. So you really need to learn like that part of it. So um, yeah, I think ultimately, I think that is one of my big goals in all of this is trying to connect with some of those younger people. Like, you know what, you can focus on you. You can, you know, find happiness in the little things. You, you might come from a home with no money. You might come home with, come from a home with one parent. You might come from 
a home where you're super rich, there's you know, family all over the place, like who knows, it doesn't matter. If you feel low, like you can turn that around and you can do it. Like you don't need all of this stuff or these people or these experiences to do that. Like, you know, you can create that. And I think that's really, really important for people to learn, I guess, at all ages. <laughs> Well, it's like that saying, you know, life is 90%, you know, uh, what you make of it and 10% what happens to you. So exactly. I think it's just, you know, like learning to roll with the punches and that life is not always, you know, sunshines and rainbows and it's, but it's also not, you know, this deep, dark pit. It's, it's just, you're going to keep rolling through the motions and um, tides of life, but you got to just keep hanging on, like knowing that there's more, there's better ahead. Exactly. And like on those days where you feel like you are in that deep, dark pit, look for one light in it, one light. That's all you need. It doesn't have to be the brightest light, but there's something good in that moment, in that day, in that week, there's still something good. And as soon as you can learn to look for that, then the darkness won't seem so bad all the time. So, yeah. So going back to um, astrology, is there, have you ever known any like signs other than yourself that like maybe you just didn't get along with or you got along with super well and you're like, wow. And you know, you, they, you find out what their sign is or they give you some kind of information. You're like, huh, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. Um, my, my dad is a Sagittarius and um like we butt heads often. <laughs> um, but I think that's pretty typical actually, which is kind of funny. So like I even dated a Sagittarius in high school and it was very like, not necessarily negative, but it was definitely like always a one upper kind of, <laughs> you know, like, it, I don't know. It was just heated, I guess you could say, like, I mean, like I said, it wasn't like awful or anything, but it was just always that powerful, whatever, whether it was conversations or competitions, you name it, it was just always like on fire. And so I think it's Sagittarius is one of my big ones. I am shocked. So Chad is also, I'm a cancer. Chad's also a cancer. And I think it's really weird that we get along so well. Um, Cause I don't think that's common. Um, you know, we're both fiery and stubborn and, you know, whatever. And it's amazing that we get along as good as we do. <laughs> I wonder too, if it's not like that, the type A type B thing, because you were saying like, well, this is more like you and this one's kind of more, you know, yeah. so I wonder if that kind of balances it out. It might, it totally might, because reading his birth chart versus mine, they were two very, very different, you know, things. And um, yeah, I just think it's funny because um, like we do have a lot of similarities, but then we have a lot of, I'm a very like chill kind of, well, I'm going to say I'm quiet, but that's really not true. <laughs> I'm just saying compared to Chad, like, you know, he is very passionate and fiery and whatever about a lot of things. And he likes to vocalize that. And me, I'm just kind of like, 
I'll vocalize it to some people, but I'm very quiet most of the time to like others or like a lot of people think that I'm like stuck up or whatever, because if I go to a place and I don't know anyone, I will talk to the person I know. It's not that I like, don't like people, but I talk to the person I know and it, it takes other people approaching me. Like if you approach me or whatever, then I will gladly have a conversation with you and then I'm fine, but I don't go and seek that out. It's just not me at all. Um, and so I just think it's funny because Chad will walk into a place, not know anyone and talk to everyone in the room. <laughs> so I'm a lot like you. Um, and I don't know if that's from anxiety or what, but just, yeah. Like if I know you or even just texting a stranger or something, or uh, like some kind of, you know, messaging or something like where I don't, not that I, I don't want to hear what they're going to say, just like, you know, when you're just nervous and you're just like, okay, like, I don't know, just emailing, texting, all that's just easier because you don't, you can't see them and you don't know if they're, you know, like, don't like you or, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I'll do the same thing. I'll, I'll go in somewhere and like, you know, I'm pretty much talking with the person that brought me here or whatever. And, and I'll, I'll just kind of sit there quiet. And sometimes it's also just taking everything in just like, okay, like, but yeah, and then once I start to get to know you, it's like a little waiting period. It's like, you know, okay, now we can talk. Like, well, and then you can't shut me up. Like, right. <laughs> you know, then, then it's bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm definitely, I am definitely more like that, you know, and it's funny because when I was younger, I wasn't, I could, I would talk to anyone. I didn't, I didn't care so much, but um, I think a lot of it for me came started to stem from, so I was an at-home mom for almost 10 years. So all I knew were my kids, you know, and then you would go places. Well, most people don't want to just hear about your kids, but that was my whole entire life. That's all I did for 10 years, you know? And so then it's like, well, I don't really have much to add to this conversation because I can talk about kids. <laughs> you know? Um, and so it kind of stemmed from that a little bit. I think like, I just kind of got out of touch of, you know, like, or even knowing what was going on in the world. I mean, my whole entire world was Teletubbies and whatever. <laughs> I don't know, like whatever it was Ben 10, I don't know. Um, and so it was like, well, if people talk about that, I have a whole bunch to say, <laughs> but you know, that usually wasn't the case. And, um, so Zach is going to be 20 this year and I'm going to be 41. So, I mean, I had, you know, my kiddos young, so it was like, well, sorry, my dogs are being so annoying. Can you hear them? <laughs> um, so it was like, I had high school and then a couple of years of, you know, being out in the real world or whatever. And then all of a sudden I was a mom and staying home and whatever. It was just like, my friends weren't having kids then. And so it was like, I was just in this opposite pattern constantly. And yeah, I think that just played a huge role in, in that. And now it's just kind of stuck with me. That's just, I connect way more to that than I can connect to my 16 year old self who would just be like, Hey, you know, because that's not me anymore at all. <laughs>
Well, and sometimes it's like hard to gauge, like again, with the energy, that's kind of what helps me in some situations. Like, okay, like this person seems like they, you know, don't want to be bothered kind of thing. Like we won't deal with that or whatever. But um, with other things, it's just, you don't know, I guess. Like some people are just really hard to read and you're like, well, I don't know if they're just, they're just quiet or they, they're giving me a mean mug or what the deal is. <laughs> And so, yeah, sometimes those are hard and sometimes, you you know, you do approach someone and, you know, it's like, no, go away. <laughs> right. Um, I think another one of my issues is, is that, like, there are very few topics that I'm super passionate about. Like, I'm pretty flexible across the board. And then there's a handful of things where it's like, I have my opinion on it and no matter what you say or do, it's not going to change. I mean, and that like those topics are very few and far between, but it's like, like I can talk to anybody about any of it, but most of the time I'm just like, I don't care either way. Like, cause really I'll use the example of like, you know, everyone always jokes around about how guys don't like to ask their girlfriends or wives or whatever, like where to go eat. Cause they're like, I don't care. But I try to get Chad to understand, like, I truly don't care. Like, that's not me just being like, I don't want to make a choice. That's me, like, I just don't. Food is food, whatever. <laughs> you know? like, but I think a lot of people just look at it like, well, you just don't want to make a choice. No, I mean, it's like, if you truly have a place in mind where you want to go, let's just go there. Because I don't have a place in mind, I really could care less. But that's how I am about most things in life and then like I said there's like this cluster of topics where I'm like I'm like we can talk about this until you're blue in the face my opinion is never going to change (laughs) you know like and so those conversations I tend to avoid because I am usually especially like this day and age I am usually a minority in those conversations (laughs) so like you know um yeah. So I don't like putting those, I don't like putting that energy into conversations anywhere I go. Cause then I definitely feel like I'm getting that heavy energy back and I don't like, I'd rather not discuss yeah. it with people. For me, it's just even like, especially when I was younger, just um, like thinking too much into like I guess the empath thing, just like worrying about hurting people's feelings and, you know, thinking like, okay, well, they're going through this, you know, so me telling them this might not, you know, and, you know, that just, that just made things worse in some aspects, just because, you know, things, certain things, you know, need to be said, or, you know, need to happen. And like, you know, you have to expect that, like, not everyone's going to be on board, and not everyone's going to agree. But like doing it in a way that, is beneficial to yourself and the person you're trying to talk to, I think is most important. It's not about who's right, who's wrong, you know, it's being on the same level. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that is one thing I will say that I, as I've gotten older, have become more comfortable with. Um, if you ask my opinion, then one, I feel like you're asking for a reason. Not that happy to. Um, And uh, I feel like you're asking for a specific reason. And in those cases, I have learned that like, I'm gonna be honest. And that 
side of me has actually lost some friends along the way, but ultimately, I, I guess it's one of those things where if you come to me and you want my opinion and I can't be honest, we're not really good friends anyway. Um, so that's okay. And I'm going to be true to me. I'm not going to sugarcoat things and I'm not going to like, just say what you want to hear because I'm afraid, you know, of the response. Um, and so I usually try to be gentle about it, but I always say the truth and, um, it doesn't always go very well, but you know, like I said, with age, I've become comfortable with that. Like I want to stay true to me and not have to manipulate, you know, like who I am or my thoughts on something just because I'm worried about what you're going to think or, um, you know, what the repercussions are going to be. So, um, I, it's just one of those things, but, um, it definitely helps like those moments honestly help you become more confident in yourself. Cause you're like, you know what? I stay true to me no matter what happens. And that's way more valuable than, you know, being nicey nice or whatever. And, <laughs> you know, like letting yourself down. Cause I don't want to lay in bed and be like, oh shoot, I should have said this, or I should have been honest or feel like I'm a liar or, you know, whatever. Like, I just, I don't want that, um, that type of stuff in me. So, um, you know, I'm a work in progress all the time. Like I have days where I'm super high vibe and I am just like, ah, it is what it is. Like, you know, whatever. But then there are other moments where I'm like, oh my goodness, the idea of that makes me so nervous, you know, or whatever. And, um, I definitely don't want to make sure, like, I want to make sure that my actions are, you know, helping me step more towards like the who I want to be not stepping backwards into, you know, who maybe I once was. So, um, yeah, it's definitely worth that, I guess. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it's even interesting. Like when I get memories from Facebook, like, and it's like a post post, not just like, you know, like a photo or something, something like I wrote and it'll, I'll look back and I'll just be like, you know, either a, I don't remember this or B, just like, wow, like, that's not at all something I'd say now, like, or, you know, this is negative, or wow, my, where I was back then is so much different than where I am now. Yeah, um, and I know I said this the last time we talked, but watching your transformation just over the last couple of years, I mean, part of it's physical, um, you have worked very, very hard, um, and so that you've done a great job but also like the, the mental health side of it, um, you know, like you are always putting out there good vibes and, <clears throat> you know, it's so inspiring to see, um, anyone who gets to like be around you on a daily basis is truly, truly blessed. Cause like, I can't imagine the energy that you just like put off on a regular basis. Um, so just to be able to feed off of that would be fantastic. <laughs> so it's sad that I don't ever get to physically be in a room with you. <laughs> I just, it's really annoying though. Sometimes like my personality, just cause it's like, like I, I am like the life of the party depending on the situation but like 
sometimes they're like, I don't know if it's like, you know what I mean? Like it's part of just being me. Like I always like to have fun and, you know, keep things positive and upbeat and stuff. But like, if I walk into a room and it's just everyone's negative and there's not another positive person like me, it's like, it, it feels like not bad to like be positive, but just, it just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? <laughs> People at like a party or something, you're like, yeah, like we're, we're all going to do whatever. But like, if you're just there at the party, you don't know anyone, you're not going to be like, oh yeah, I have high energy. Woo! Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I totally understand. So, um, my family and a couple of friends were all doing um, a biggest loser challenge um, until January 1st. And so we have like a group text going or whatever. And I'm the person who, and the only person really, <laughs> actually, no, there's a couple other who will post a few like positive things in there, but I try to like give hope to everybody. And so I'm like, okay, well, blah, blah, blah. And I'll put something, you know, motivational and whatever in there. And then my sister always joked, she was like, see, this is what I was telling you about that you were, you were going to have to endure being part of this. Like, <laughs> cause I mean, that's just really like, you know, I don't know. I'm always like, no, you got to look at the bright side. And my cup is never half empty. It is always half full. And <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Well, and even with your posts and like, I don't know, you know, who's watching this or who knows this, but like you're bored at home with your like quotes or different important things you have to say. And like, I love that. And it's just, you know, I wish more people had that or did something, you know, similar that kind of had the same effect. And it's just cool. I don't know. I love it. I don't think my kids like it, but well, actually I take that back. So Zach um, told me the other day that whenever my quotes are not too long, he actually um, uses them for their board at work. <laughs> he's like, he's like, if they're not too long, he's like, I don't have that much room. He's like, so he's like, if they're not too long, he's like, I usually steal it and put it on the motivational board at work. And he's like, and everybody loves that. So someone's looking at the board, but I don't think they all are looking at the board. <laughs> So how did you start uh, getting into the board and making messages? Um, so it actually started um, when Chad and I first moved in together. So um, blending two families is a difficult task. And um, we wanted to be like in front of it. So um, we started going to count like to counseling, Chad and I, and then like, um, then we started bringing the kids into it. But um, we, even the counselors were like, this is crazy. No one's ever done this before. But we were like, look, we want to like start this now so that we can, we know that there's going to be hiccups along the way. Right. And so if we can find ways to make those hiccups a little bit smoother and whatever, rather than wait till there's a problem and then address the problem, we figured it would just go further for us. And so um, when we started that, um, it really, it takes a lot to get young kids to, or I guess anyone to really talk about their feelings and whatever. And you would just notice like just from paying attention to them, you would just notice things about them or whatever. So the very, very first quote that I ever, so I just bought a little one and put it um, 
on the door of where we were living before. And the very, very first one was, you know, don't decrease your value based on someone's inability to see your worth. And um, it just kind of started from there. And that just started to happen because of just some of the stuff that we saw our kids like, you know, going through at the time. And then um, it's just branched from there. But um, sometimes I make the kids come up with a quote um, just to try and get them a little bit more involved. <laughs> so, um, you know, but they're not always too keen. Teenage boys are really, I don't want to say difficult because that makes it sound like negative. Um, being a girl there, it's a very strange beast to be around teenage boys. Like I, I don't understand a lot of how they work at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's how it started. That's cool. I think it, I think it did, you know, do something like not only for them, but yourself just, you know, and even putting that message out there, you know, like hoping like, Hey, no matter what you're going through, you know, I hope you hear this and like, see this. And I don't know. I think I believe in like planting the seed. Whereas people, and people get mad at me all the time for this because, you know, they're like, well, they were mad or they didn't respond this way when I told them this, but I'm like, no, you don't understand us. And maybe, you know, they're not ready for that right now, but that doesn't mean you're not planting the seed for them, you know, to start some kind of journey with that. And, you know, later on, maybe somebody else helps them in that way too and gets them further. But, you know, just giving them that little bit of knowledge, you don't know, you know, where that'll take them. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with that hundred percent. Um, I think it's important because kids aren't going to gravitate towards that unless they're learning it. So the planting the seed is extremely important. Um, and, you know, showing them ro the ropes and just teaching them the way of, you know, listening to that inner voice and, you know, if you're not liking something, how to work towards changing it and, you know, all of those things, because they're not going to just naturally do that. Um, you know, and that is one of our big goals is to teach them how to do those things on their own so that they're not traveling down those bad paths and trying to seek that positive, you know, feeling from something that we don't want them doing, you know, drugs or alcohol or, you know, whatever it might be. And so I just think it's really important to start, you know, when they're young and getting that into their head, even if they don't do it right away on their own, or even if they don't do it until they're on their own, on their own, <laughs> you know, like just giving them the knowledge that it exists, I think is important. Yeah, I think so too. So we haven't talked um, about our, uh, our uh, phrase we came up with for our podcast. Oh, yes. The have courage to grow through life, not just go through life. I think, I think for what we want to put out there, that is so, so fitting. So, um, yeah, again, just like, think about it, you know, just have the courage to grow through life, not just go through it. Um, it says so many things. It says, you know, keep learning every day so that you're growing and moving ahead. It says, you know, to, to have the courage to change and to seek new things and to, you know, to not be afraid to just experience things. And you don't want to get stuck going through the motions. I and mean, are you really living if all you're doing is, 
you know, just waking up and going to work and coming home and going to bed. Like that's not really living. I mean, there's so much more, even if you're not vacationing or, you know, whatever, whatever. I mean, it's not about that, but it's definitely about, um, just being present in the moment and taking it in, whatever it is, just truly taking it in. And I like it too, just because even with the grow ahead title that, you know, we came up with, it's, it's almost like a play on go ahead and, you know, like being, not being afraid to, you know, like fall down a few times on the way or um, giving yourself permission to go through, you know, not so fun things that, you know, might help you grow. And, I think that goes hand in hand. Like you can't have um, fear necessarily and, and grow at the same time. Like it kind of, like you can be nervous and different things, but like if you're just too afraid, you know, where it paralyzes you, then you like can't grow. So I, I just think that there's, yeah, with with growing and everything that like we want to do with this, I think it was just the phrase we came up with and the title just, I don't know, it was just perfect. Yes. I. I seriously, I feel giddy, like a little kid. <laughs> like I just got $5 and I got, you know, let loose in the candy store, <laughs> you know? So, um, I'm truly excited about, um, so clearly if, you know, to all those who are listening, if you're like, oh, well, if they're only going to be talking about energy, like, I don't want to, it hasn't, it's not just that we're going to be talking about, so many different topics, probably even topics a lot of people don't want to talk about because they don't, because they're heavy and people don't want to talk about them. Um, So I really, really hope that we can connect to all sorts of ages and all sorts of people and personalities. And, you know, no matter where you are on your journey in life, you know, you could be at the highest point, you could be hitting rock bottom, you know, I just want to be able to connect with, you know, whoever. Um, and so I think the variety of topics and, you know, the range of which we're going to like hit things on, I, I really hope that, um, you know, we start to get a lot of followers and listeners because I think we will have a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah. And I was thinking that too, even um, with this title this one, people might be like, well, what's this podcast about? But it all kind of just ties in somehow or another. Absolutely. And you just think and that. I really think that this is kind of like a foundation, right? I mean, in order to be able to, to make any change in your life, if you think about it, like your, yourself as a house, right? You can't build all these layers on top of a foundation that's breaking and brittle and whatever. So you have to start by just making that foundation nice and sturdy. Well, part of that comes from looking in and seeing, you know, where everything is coming from, what your thought processes are, what, you know, what you're doing to make that foundation sturdy. So um, I think this was a perfect place to start. We do too. And I'm excited to say that we're, you know, we've got stuff lined up, you know, all the way through, you know, almost mid-March. So we've got topics. (laughs) Um, And I was thinking that one of the things that we can do is um, uh, we can put like a link out there uh, and we can take topic ideas from people too. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I was even thinking on whether it was Facebook, Instagram, um, the ask a poll thing and, you know, yeah. maybe throw some questions out there or just have them ask away and we could sit there and choose, you know. Exactly. I think it would be great to get some input on, you know, what do other people want to, you know, hear our opinion on or whatever. So um, what do people need from us? Because ultimately, I think that's just kind of who we are. We are trying to make connections with people, you know, you're no matter what it is that you're going through in life, you're not alone. And even if you feel like you're alone, you're not alone. Um, And, you know, however you need to connect with someone, whether it's through a podcast or whatever. Um, th- that's really what we want to do. And even if we're not the people to connect to, um, if we need to point you in the right direction, whatever it is, that is, you know, kind of our intention in this. So. Yeah. And I just think, you know, growing in any capacity, whether that's, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, um, uh, financially, like anything, spiritually, it just, wherever you are in your path, I just think that, like, you could benefit from this in some way. And that's, I think we're, you know, where our topics are and what we want to do, I think, you know, all sorts of people are going to come, you know, watch this. Yeah, I agree. And I definitely think it's a plus that we have. So um, you're younger than I am. So you have connections in how, you know, um, you know, just young. I feel so far disconnected from like, like your age, like age group or whatever, just because, um, well, my like I think it mostly it's because I've had kids so young that like I just (laughs) way older than I am (laughs) but um I feel like I just have lost touch with some of that and um you guys have grown up with so many more advances and I think even technology has played a role in you know thought processes and feelings and you know whatever where I think I'm I know it enough, but I feel like it's a big enough gap where I feel disconnected from some of that. And so I think having both sides of the spectrum, um, you know, my granny self and you, (laughs) um, I think we can, you know, hit a wider range of people, which I think is fantastic. If it makes you feel any better, you know, I'm in my 20s and some of these, like some of these even slang words, I'm looking up on Urban Dictionary, I'm like, what are you saying? (laughs) I just, I don't know. I I just remember, you know, I was, I grew up with, you know, AOL dial-up internet and like even just that and looking at where we are now, I'm like, wow, just in like such a short amount of time. That does make me feel better because we were, five years ago when we were moving up here, we were going through stuff in our garage and the kids came across a pager and they were like, what is this? And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) So yeah, they're like the kind of kids who are like, did you grow up with indoor plumbing? I'm like, okay, I'm not that old. Thank you. (laughs) So yeah, so that does make me feel better because I truly feel very disconnected. I don't understand like half of, I always have to ask the kids to interpret like 
Yeah, I'm like, please talk English to me, not text. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, I think spend this week being grateful and everyone should, everyone who listens to this should make a list all, all week until our podcast next week, make a list of everything that you think. And, you know, when you're faced with something, be like, what's my initial reaction to that? Is it negative or positive? Just kind of keep track of that and start from there. Cause I think until you recognize that you're not going to be able to grow ahead. So, um, start by just paying attention to you and maybe different situations. How does that make you feel? You know, keep, you know, keep a diary (laughs) for a week and just, you know, pay attention to that. And I think everyone should find, if not every day, one thing, at least one thing in the week that they're just grateful for, even in, you know, the midst of the storm and, you know, maybe some negative things occurred during the week, but you know, what's that one thing that really just, you know, you were just super grateful for. Yeah. Um, so I like doing, um, you know, like in the morning when I first wake up, I truly like, you know, saying affirmations or whatever it might be just to kind of get my day going. Like, you know, you've got this kind of thing. And if you, feel like, okay, well, that's kind of hokey or, you know, whatever. It's okay. There's no, there's no right or wrong on how you do it, but you should spend that first 15 minutes. Like, you know, just don't get on your cell phone right away. Don't jump on Facebook. Don't check your email. Don't whatever, just wake up and, you know, just even just say to yourself, like what you want to accomplish that day, even if it's one thing, even if it's like, you know what, I'm going to ride the bike for 30 minutes, no matter what today, just set something, you know, and when you can start physically putting, like you should get a calendar and like every time you do what you set your intention to like put a check mark or an X or whatever on your calendar, you'll start to see like, oh my goodness, I am doing it. I am making progress. I am whatever. But, um, you know, I just really, really think it's important to do that. But one of the things I read about when, um, when we first started talking about this was in Hawaii, they have um, like a tradition. Uh, it's called like Ho Opono Opono or something like that. And all it is, is it's like a daily thing where they say, all they do is it's like a meditation and they say four things. They say, I'm sorry, uh, please forgive me. I love you and thank you. And it can be, I'm sorry for anything. Like, I'm sorry if I was mean to someone yesterday or if I was sure it could be anything. It could be, I'm sorry that I fill in the blank, whatever it is. I'm sure every day we all have something that we are probably sorry for, you know, um, asking for forgiveness is honestly, you know, just one of those things where, um, when we can release some of our guilt or whatever that we might have from anything, 
uh, that definitely helps us move in a direction. Like if we have that in us, it is really hard to connect with anything positive. Um, even if it's guilt from something that you did 15 years ago, you know, it's like, if you have that, um, and then I love you is to anything and everything. So whether it's, you know, yourself, your family, um, if they're like, if you believe in God, whatever it is, you know, that's where the, I love you comes from. And then thank you is just showing your, your gratitude for the, you know, for the day. Thank you for everything that I have. And just that simple thing, you know, where if you don't want to sit there and be like, you know, I am strong. I am, (laughs) you know, whatever, like if if you don't like doing that sort of thing, or like, if it's hard for you to connect with saying, you know, I'm going to attract abundance in whatever in my life, start with something like that. Cause it's simple. It's just, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And if you do that every morning, um, then maybe you can grow and change and add specifics or whatever. And it's just a good way to start the process of, you know, growing ahead and it's all baby steps. Don't try and do too much because like with dieting or anything, if you try to change everything in your life at once, it's not going to stick. You have to like, you have to break it down. So. Yeah, I agree. Just getting growing, you know, everyone's journey is different and, you know, the situations we may face may even be different, but at the end of the day, you know, knowing that you're putting, making some small step towards that goal or where you want to be every day is, you know, and consistently doing it is going to lead you to where you want to be. Like with, with, you know, obviously the added intention of, you know, thinking positive and thinking you're deserving of it. And it, you know, you just deserve to have it. Um, You know, it's not just, you can't just, like you said, like have a negative, you know, um, mindset and then just you know and then continue to like I'm grinding and I'm working hard but yeah you, you got to have it all you know coincide even if it's small exactly and I think the last thing that I want to say is remember we're all human you're not going to have every single day all day be positive I mean that's completely <laughs> unrealistic <laughs> so you know allow yourself some grace and just know that you know, if you have a moment where someone cuts you off in the car, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to be able to get from, you know, maybe honking and flipping the person off to, you know, glad everyone's okay. Nothing happened. You know, so it takes time to get there and just, you know, be okay with, even if you're positive twice in one day when normally you're not like, again, count it as a win, you know, and then tomorrow try and be positive three times, you know, and whatever, just just do it gracefully and just don't give up if you have a bad day, (laughs) you know, like tomorrow's a new day, just start again. I agree a hundred percent. And like, you know, every day you wake up is a new day to start new, start fresh. Exactly. Perfect. Do you have anything else you want to add? I think we should close with our statement. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So have courage to grow um, 
to grow through life instead of go through it. Yeah. And take that however you will, but you know, just know that through growing and through going through changes, um, that's what helps you learn and become more than you thought you were. So for anyone struggling, going through anything right now, um, keep that in the back of your mind. Absolutely. Yes. The sun will come out again tomorrow. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, this was episode one. Um, and if you're listening to this, it should be up January 27th. Um, and you should look forward to uh, listening or seeing us um, every Wednesday. Yes, that'll be awesome. And so you'll be able to watch the live or well, the video on YouTube. And then where can they catch the podcast? Uh, the podcast they can catch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Perfect. So check us out, refer us to your friends. Uh, if you do listen to us, make a comment wherever you watch us at so that we know that you're watching or listening or whatever. So yes, we'd love to hear from you.